and welcome to How Does Your Garden Grow? This is Kareth, and I'm here with Corinne Sprigler. Is that right? That's um, right. <laughs> <laughs> she is a good friend and fellow horticulturist at the Sully Botanical Garden, and today we're just going to have a conversation on how her garden grows and why she's chosen the plant life route, and I don't know. So let's... um. <laughs> Let's begin. So give us a little background information, Corinne. Um, where are you from and okay. what was your first aha moment in regards to your love for plants? All right. So, you know, the plant life really chose me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm from Indiana. Uh, it's called Floyd's Knobs, Indiana. It's Southern Indiana. And I really got introduced to the plant life through my grandmother. Uh, my grandma, she lived literally through the woods over a creek you know, by me, and we would go there and help her in the garden every summer, help plant, help harvest, help can. Um, she's a big canner. They make wine. So That's I awesome. just, I really started out by just watching her and just helping in the garden. And then I got my true start with growing plants myself in high school. Really? Yeah. And um, so our high school had like a, a trade program. So when you're in your junior and senior year, you could choose to go to a trade school for half the day instead of just like your high school and your regular classes. And there was various classes like, you know, um, there was like cooking and there was um, like nursing and mechanics and computer classes and horticulture. Really? Yeah. That's cool. They had horticulture. Yeah. And I was just kind of like. You know, I was just, like, kind of, like, the kid who was, like, over it. I was, like, I want to be in my high school, yeah. you know, all all day, all week. So, I kind of came into Prosser. It was called Prosser, the trade school, later. And um, I was just, like, it was, like, two weeks too late to sign up. And there was only two classes, um, courses, I guess, that mm-hmm. you would call it, available. And it was computer class in horticulture. <laughs> <laughs> And one of my best friends, actually, my neighbor at the time was in horticulture, and I was like, I don't want to be on a computer all day, yeah. so I just chose horticulture. Yeah, I couldn't see Right, that. right. <laughs> so I chose that horticulture, awesome. and then I started, you know, our horticulture, we had, we would have, like, five greenhouses, wow. and we would get, like, plugs in of annuals awesome. every year, and we'd sell them, like, to the community. Really? The community would come in, they'd buy all our flowers, and we had poinsettia sales, and I just learned how to care for something other than myself. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, once you, it's cliche to say, but once you start working with plants, like they really just grow on you. Totally. You appreciate <laughs> them. And I just kind of fell my love, like in love with them. And yeah. it's kind of funny because I was like embarrassed to say I was in horticulture because it wasn't cool back mm-hmm. then. Like it is today, like on Instagram, mm-hmm. everybody's some crazy plant yeah, lady. so many hashtag plant this and plant that right. and plant one right. and this one. Yeah, for sure. But it wasn't like the cool thing to do in high school. Yeah. But I did it and it grew on me and I loved it and I've been doing it ever since. Well, the earth certainly appreciates it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I've always been in, into nature. Yeah. Too. I yeah. grew up surrounded by woods. Yeah. And I would just like take walks in the woods and yeah. just, you know, I would just spend a lot of time in the woods. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I've definitely started way later than you did in regards to my plants. I'm, I wish we had that in high school. I think I, in my technical school, 
We st- I tried out for an EMT, yeah. which I was like, this is so not for me. <laughs> I was like, I'll know about this. <laughs> I definitely, well, I originally thought I wanted to be a doctor as a kid, and, like, that EMT class definitely gave me that strong no, like, this yeah. is not for me. <laughs> but it was, like, for me, it was more when I got involved with my local community garden that I was like, wow, like, I can't believe I'm in college, and this is the first time I'm seeing broccoli grow. Right. Yeah. Like, I didn't have that, like, brought up. But my, no, no, nobody in my family is, like, a big plant yeah. lover or a gardener or anything like that. So Thankfully, you started that now and then. I know. Everyone I from now on will be. Yeah, but that's neat you had your grandma because I feel like having a role model or somebody to learn from is, is helpful and inspiring. Totally. So how did you end up in horticulture at Selby Botanical Garden? So that's kind of a fun story. Um, after college, I went to school for horticulture, and I graduated with a major in agriculture, concentrated in horticulture. So you went to college. For yeah. And then a minor in floristry for floral design. How did you find your college experience in horticulture to be? My college experience, the horticulture kids were the misfits of the agriculture department, especially in Kentucky, because I went to school in Kentucky, Western Kentucky University, so it was like, row crops were like the main thing, like, you know, like, real, like, agricultural, like, farming, and like, horticulture was just like, oh, like, it was... Yeah. Kind of for the hipsters and misfits of the ag department, but it was great. I loved it. I found my people. Good. I found my people in college and I found like my, like my like quirkiness and my nerdiness. And I like released like all the angst of like your high school and like wanting to fit in and just like was like dove straight into what, who I am and the people that I surround myself with. And yeah. So you definitely find your your identity. Yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. Found my people. But then, so, after college, I I found an internship for for Disney. Mm -hmm. I had went to Disney with my family during the um, Flower and Garden Festival, Uh, and I was just blown away, blown away by their displays. Is that a yearly festival? Yeah. Ah, cool. It's like every... um, Every spring, they do this, like... Is it like the Chelsea Garden Show? Or no? I mean, like, it's, like, I guess to that level, it's just, like, it's just their displays that they do, like, there's, Disney does. Is it only Disney that does It's only Disney, and it's just, like, butterflies and, and, like, flowers in the plants themselves, like, making up this, like, huge landscape. Living butterflies? Yeah, and, like, these amazing topiaries that literally look like Disney characters, and it's all made out of plants. So they must have a pretty big crew. Disney. Yeah. (laughs) They have a large... A big horticulture crew. Yeah. For sure. But that's what got me interested in it. And then so I just looked into it and like certain internships and I found like their hydroponic greenhouse. Cool. Professional plant internship. Mm-hmm. And I applied and I got it. And then I was there for a year. You could like do the internship over again. Yeah. And um, while I was there, I was their support intern. So I like grew and like started and propagated all the plants before they went out into our show greenhouses. Cool. Where there was like an attraction where a boat rode through called Living with the Land. That's so and cool. And it rode through the hydroponic greenhouses and just showed the various yeah. ways of growing plants. Nice. I yeah. feel like 
I'm not a huge fan of Disney, but if I did that's go, the best yeah, I want to <laughs> see that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do want to go actually see that whole section because I feel like I'd be mind blown. Oh my gosh, it's so cool because there was the literally like plants you've never seen before, yeah. like winter melons that grow I like seventy it. pounds and they're just hanging because yeah. we did a lot of like string um, hydroponics would be up on a string. Yeah. And then, like, these big fruits would just be, like, hanging there. But anyway, so after that, that ended, and I didn't want to leave Florida. You know, I didn't want to go back to Indiana. I was like, my time here isn't done. I love being able to grow year-round. And mm-hmm. there was still stuff to explore, and I found Selby. I went on my birthday just Did to you? go visit a botanical garden. Yeah. So you're coming up on, this is your second year anniversary? Yes. From when you first discovered In June. Yeah. Yeah. So you got hired with Selby in June 2018? Yes. Okay. Cool. It was during Warhol, and I was like, this place is great. I want to yeah. work here. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, so then I started working there, and here I am. Yep. I remember when I first saw you, I had just applied. I started as a garden assistant, and I had, like, parked, and I was, like, running in to see HR, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm just parked here really quick, and you're like, whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> you can park there. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Uh, I was Sounds like, my about first, right. Yeah. But I just always been very appreciative of your energy. I think I I could describe you in three words. It would be like wild, fun. I couldn't do it in three words because I'd have creative and like a little <laughs> dirty, but like plant Definitely dirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure. Definitely dirty. Yeah. <laughs> you can throw that in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that's awesome. Um, so you have a garden. So now you you have a little apartment separate. Okay, we're outside of the botanical garden. You yes. grow within your own home experience as well. So maybe just you want to kind of give a little brief dis- description of you know your home space, your garden space, and like the amount of time you might be spending yeah. in those places. Yeah, so um, I found, like, the perfect place for me. It's, like, a little treehouse apartment, like, all made out of wood from the 1930s, and it's, like, above a garage. And then it's kind of a little community that we live in. Like, there's, like, two houses in front of me, two houses behind me, and then we have, like, a shared courtyard. Mm. And my landlord had all of – she had the bones of everything. So it's, like, this. that's what drew me to this area is that it already had the bones to be a great garden. She had, like – plethora of earth boxes and just like containers and they were like all like you know weed ridden and it was like a jungle and I had to really like put a lot of energy into it to get it to where it is now but um yeah I just I come home from work and I go straight to my garden most of the time and awesome and water and harvest and I don't weed so much I kind of let weeds grow where they can when they can like um I have like clover just like growing as like an understory plant yeah. with my everglades tomatoes and that's technically supposed to be a nitrogen fixer right it? it's fixing yeah. nitrogen yeah. supplying nitrogen in the plant and the tomatoes don't mind they're growing yeah. right through it so yeah. so whatever and how about your soil what was the soil quality like when you moved into this place and how have you have you had to amend it at all or most definitely so yeah. i am mostly container gardening because it's an urban environment mm-hmm. so i have like all these earth boxes and containers and the soil was, like, full of weed roots, wasn't any good, like, nutrient-deprived. Really? Like, and since I do work at Selby and, like, they get rid of a lot of, like, excess mm-hmm. soil that they can't reuse because of, you know, soil-borne pathogens mm-hmm. and whatnot. So 
I'll just take that home. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well, man. <laughs> it's free soil. I don't really want to go buy my own soil. Yeah. So I take that home. And then because it is like nutrient deprived and just like lifeless soil, mm-hmm. I actually keep worms. I have a vermiculture cool. bin. Yeah. And then I amend the soil with my worm castings. Nice. So what do you? Th- what's your ratio, you think, from worm castings to your soil? And I like- totally guesstimate. Like, yeah. all of my <laughs> gardening kind of is just, like, experimental. Yeah. yeah. Like, cool. let's see how this works yeah. kind of deal. And I think that's, like, a fun way yeah. to do it. So you're just pulling out, like, the castings from beneath where the worms are living? Is yeah, so we have two it? separate bins, and, like, mm-hmm. one bin is where the worms are now, and, like, the other bin is where the worms have already, like, worked the soil, like, mm-hmm. um, like oh, decomposed cool. it, so it's, like, ready to go yeah. soil. Yeah. And I want to eventually make worm tea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with That's the castings, right. but I don't have an aerator to aerate and, like, yeah. make it aerobic, so I yeah. just use the castings for now. Yeah, cool. Um, and can you talk a little bit about your seed starting? Um, yeah. cause you seem to be pretty successful at that. <laughs> I know I've yeah. had my ups and downs with like my mixes. I find that once they grow just like by a little bit, they kind of just, my last seeds actually just stopped growing uh-huh. when they were about like an inch and just haven't, like they just almost went like stagnant. Yeah. You know? And like, I know maybe it's probably cause I should have up, like moved them, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe you can talk a little bit about your seed starting process and how you get them from seed into the garden. Yeah. So what I like to do is I like to have like, I have these special little pots that are like short and wide, probably like six inch pots. And I use, um, I use usually just regular potting soil. I don't even use like a seed germination mix. And what is your regular potting soil? Where do you, where do you get that from? Um, so I, I usually get the excess from work. <laughs> yeah. And it's like a mix, right? You're yeah, it's a it. mix. It's got like pine bark, um, mm-hmm. peat, mm-hmm. and uh, just, you know, and some perlite. Mm-hmm. But, and I just like, I fill it and then I like sprinkle some seeds over the top and then mm-hmm. I sprinkle soil over that. And so mm-hmm. I'll have a lot of seeds coming up in the same pot. Uh-huh. And then once they reach a certain height, yeah. then I'll pull them apart, separate yeah. them and then pot them into smaller, okay. like, yeah. um, See, I think that's cell, where I've been cell trays. Yeah. I've been like just pulling out the ones around the ones I want to keep, but somehow those, the little ones just stay there. You know, I yeah. should be pulling those up and then repotting them. I like take it out of the pot and like I let it get like fairly rooted first okay. and then like let them become like nice little saplings and then I'll take yeah. it out of the pot and literally like delicately you separate do. each one yeah and then plant it into a cell pack and then once it gets like What's good cell, cell pack? pack it's like the six okay. the little trays with like six of them yeah yeah yeah, yeah. What about an inch and or yeah an inch and probably like a square inch and like okay. maybe two inches deep yeah yeah Cool. Yeah, and then once I fill that, then I'll plant them out in the garden. Okay. And some things I do direct seed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. What do you like to direct seed? Beans. Yeah? Beans, and then, like, the Everglades tomatoes. I've kind yeah. of been playing with those and seeing if I can just, like, c- cut them and propagate them by cutting mm-hmm. and just stick them into the soil, and they've been growing just I fine. bet, man. I find they're, they're growing wild in my yard, yeah. the Everglades. It's actually funny, though. There's the Everglades tomato, which is a hybrid um, cherry tomato that grows here in Florida. Um, they're not growing well in my designated garden beds. They're growing really well in the wild places that they've chosen to mm-hmm. live in my garden, which is really yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> they're kind of just like, I'm a weed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Here. <laughs> cool. Dude. Good for you. But, and peas. I just do like yeah. peas. Yeah. Do you soak your bean seeds? 
before you I have haven't. to? Okay. Yeah, because I know some people that do, and I always wondered if I can eat and you just stick them in the ground. But that's cool. I know I do a direct seeding with carrots and lettuce. and But then I, my problem is I have a really hard time thinning things. Yeah. So I hate to abort the little plants. I'm always like, maybe you can stay. <laughs> like, I always have these small little ass carrots because I don't, like, thin them enough. Yeah. But I'm learning. Cool. So what kind of vegetables do you have growing out in your garden right now? So right now I have eggplants, peppers, different varieties of peppers, tomatoes, two different varieties of tomatoes, Everglades tomatoes, and then Cosmic Eclipse tomatoes, which are Ooh. like a beautiful heirloom. Really? Where yeah. do you get those? From Baker Seeds. Okay. I like to get a lot of my seeds yeah, from Baker yeah. Seeds or Baker Creek Seeds. Yeah, yeah. And they have... Honestly, this sounds super stupid, but their seed packet, like, closes up very nicely. Yeah. And that's just, like, that doesn't happen a lot, so that's, like, a... And that's rareseeds.com. Um, Baker. Baker Creek Seeds. Yeah, so I find myself... I've ordered a bunch from Baker Seeds, too. I actually let a bunch of them go bad, I think, because I didn't refrigerate them in I Florida. Say, you so, store them in the fridge, yeah. yeah. It's so humid here, so that's one good thing to remember if you live in a humid climate, to... Preserve your seeds and put them in the fridge. Even if you don't, if you keep them in the fridge, it will preserve them for longer and hopefully yeah, increase that's their, true. their rate of germination. Yeah, because my rate of germination was really low, but I hadn't, I didn't plant the majority of seeds I had purchased the year before yeah. until like the following year. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so I think that also contributed to my low germination rate with my seedlings. But yeah, just good to know. Um, so what else do you have growing in your garden right now? So I've got the eggplants, the tomatoes, you I've got eggplants? lots of kale. Yeah. Nice. Got a couple eggplants, um, peppers, tomatoes, kale. I really have fallen in love with dinosaur kale. Yeah, the lacinato. Lacinato kale. I mm-hmm. made some fire kale chips out of it the other I day. Oh, Can you just put them in so your oven? Good. Yeah. I just put them in my oven, 350 degrees. Toss Seven them. minutes. I toss them in olive oil mm. and seasonings beforehand, and then like lightly layer them on a pan. And nice. They're amazing. Coming straight out of the oven mm. afterwards, not so great because they get a little soggy. Yeah, you know, you're trying to eat them the next du- next day, but yeah. But they're really good, and um, lots of arugula. And I've been letting my arugula like go to seed. Yeah. After like seeing your arugula <laughs> pop up randomly in your yeah, garden, I'm yeah. like, I want mine to just pop up wherever it wants. So yeah, it, arugula actually grows pretty well like a weed. Yeah. I found that like my again like referring back to the Everglades tomatoes and then just wanting to grow what you want to grow. My healthiest arugula plants were the ones that were just growing out of the mulch. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping that happens with mine. Um. Cool. Greens are really easy, so I got like a lot of basil, cool. um, some various herbs. I have um, cabbage and broccoli and um, Brussels sprouts are growing right now. Yeah. So they do you do you pinch off all of your bottom leaves for Brussels sprouts? I the plant's still small. Okay, so how do you know when to pinch off? I know, I know. To, in order to grow those, the the actual Brussels sprouts, you do have to pinch off the bottoms of the leaves, right? I would probably just let it get to like a little nugget. Yeah, let it get to a nice size, and then just start pinching off the bottom leaves, like one third yeah. of the leaves at a time. Yeah, like a good golden rule with all plants is like you never want to reduce it more than a third. Yeah, at one time period. Huh, that's good to know. So. That's what I would do, but, like, this is the first time I'm growing Brussels sprouts, so it's kind of, 
an experiment. Yeah. And I've got like lemongrass and um, Swiss chard, rosemary, cassava. Are you? Cool. Yeah. Cassava is really easy to propagate. It is. Yeah, and it's delicious. We actually propagated, we pulled a big chunk of the white winged yam. Ooh. It's a oh. Dioscoria. I don't remember what the species name is. But it looks almost like the air potato, like it has oh, a yeah. heart, yeah. and it was so good. It was um, mucilaginous, you know, huh. like when we were. It has this like that kind of weird like okra like, okay, feel yeah. to it, and we pulled out a giant chunk, and I guess that grows super hardy, and it was really yummy. We just boiled it down and put a little garlic and olive oil in the pot, um, and ate it just like mashed potatoes. Mm. Um, this huge chunking root when we pulled it out. But anyway. That sounds fun. I'm excited for my cassava. Yeah, cassava is really yeah. good. It's delicious. Yeah. Are you, what are your plans for summer? So my summer plans are like peppers and you going to try to grow through the summer? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to just see what I can yeah. grow, you know? Yeah. I think this dinosaur kale will grow through the summer. You do? Are I you going to start so. new plants? Yeah. Okay. And I mean, like the one have, that I have is like pretty shady. Really you do well. have a good amount of shade. I get like I get like literally like four or five hours of sunlight, yeah, and then it's shaded, so it's nice. Wow, yeah, it's like perfect. Nice. <laughs> I get more, way more sun than you. Yeah. So mine's a lot more. My plants are a lot more stunted, mm-hmm. and my um, irrigation. I think I let them dry out too much, especially now, like being a new mom and not being able to like baby my plants. I definitely let them dry out too much. I feel like a lot of my greens have been stunted this year because of that that's actually one nice thing about these earth boxes yeah is that like you don't water it normally like there's a little like tube coming out of it and then you fill that tube and the water like there's a reservoir that remains in the bottom and then as the plants need it they suck it up from the bottom yeah so how often in the dry season do you fill those tubes like do you fill your earth boxes probably like three times a week yeah yeah, yeah. okay i mean Maybe, still that's not bad yeah I mean, it's definitely helpful with water conservation too mm-hmm. i feel like because i feel like half of my what i'm watering just you know depending on the time of day you're watering it the plants don't even get right of the water so i'm usually watering in the evening too because i don't want to get up any earlier to yeah. water before i going to work yeah, so for sure Usually turns out sense. to be an And then evening. you you do have a rain barrel. Do you find that holds out or do you have to supplement? I, so, I did, like, we didn't have rain for, like, you know, yeah. months. All of March. Seemed like months, yeah. yeah. So I didn't have enough rain water. Um, I'd use my rain water until I run it dry and then I'll have to use city water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. I definitely am looking into doing a shallow point well, though. Because I'm so... I mean, they're not challenging to drill. I know here in Florida. But, yeah, I just hate using city water on my plants. <laughs> and it's amazing how quickly your plants react to rainwater. Like, yeah. it rained yesterday and my yeah. plants today are like, look at me! I'm so yeah. green and I just happy. did a fun fact. <laughs> my last episode was a fun fact episode. It was short. And it was about how thunderstorms release nitrates into the earth. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's so, cool. And because it's, it's so obvious, like, yesterday after we had that thunderstorm, it was like, bam! Yeah. Everything, everything greened yeah, up. Just like so that. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cool. It's a nice thing. 
you don't need to, since you're doing earth boxes, you, you're just going to try to keep growing so you don't have to do any cover crop or you're not looking to do anything. Yeah, like I'm not looking yeah. to do cover crop other than, like, the weeds that already grow as a mm. cover crop. And I'm like, cool, like, I'll let you live. Yeah. <laughs> and there's one that's weed that, um, and, like, finding out which weeds are edible, too. And yeah. just, like, incorporating them into your weeds. garden. Mm-hmm. Like, purslane, I'll let it kind of mm-hmm. creep around as a cover crop. And um, there's this one called cucumber weed. Yeah. I don't know the botanical name of it, but, and it literally tastes like the leaves taste like cucumbers. Huh. huh. Yeah, I like leaving some of them for the pollinators, even like the Biden's Alba. Oh, for sure. You know, yeah. but I mean, I still pull out a good chunk of Biden's yeah. Alba, but like, I'll leave it in a little corner here and there. Yeah. Yeah. I also like to garden for the pollinators. Like, one part of my garden is basically just for pollinators. Like, good. I grow yeah, I African blue help. basil yeah. for the bees, and they're literally all over it really? every single day. That's awesome. Yeah. I have milkweed for the monarchs, and, yeah. like, I brought home milkweed, like, three days ago, mm-hmm. and there's, like, eggs and caterpillars all yeah. over it already. No, I, I totally think it's important to keep pollinators in mind when you're gardening, because part of the process I always leave like my salvia that pops up yeah. and my porter weed and you know certain things I'm like yeah I'll let that one go that one's fine and who doesn't like to see pollinators yeah who doesn't want some exactly. monarch butterflies flying around your yeah. garden you know? yeah and I just had um I had a bunch of fennel in a wildflower seed mix so I have a bunch of fennel in my garden and was it the giant swallowtail? Giant swallowtail. That likes the fennel? And parsley. It likes, it likes fennel, parsley, parsley Yeah, because now I'm seeing giant yeah. swallowtails in my garden. Yeah. And, like, I'm seeing fennel plants that are, like, in Eden, but I don't, you know. Is I it like the fennel. leaf? Or they yeah. attach it to the flower? Well, they eat the leaf. The, the, the caterpillars? The caterpillars, yeah. too. They eat the leaf all the way down to the stem. Yeah, because I, I found a couple fennel plants that were down to the stem. And I actually saw some of the caterpillars on them. But yeah. Because my fiddle is still, like, beautiful and, yeah. like, evergreen. And, like, I haven't seen any swallowtails yet, but I'm... Yeah. I kind of just planted it for them. Yeah. Yeah. I actually harvested one of my big fennels last night. So my mom spent a good amount of time in Italy, and I guess they like fennel there. So she was really excited about eating this fennel plant. Yeah. So you kind of slice up the ball. The ball? Yeah. And it's very licorice and you just put... I just put it in, like, slicely thinned... Um, in a salad. The seeds are even very licorice tasting. Yeah. Like, I like to just eat the seeds. Yeah. And I think they're super, it's super good for your digestion. And if you're a nursing mom, there is rumor that it helps with lactation. You know, but there's a lot of controversy on whether foods, some foods help with lactation or not. So I won't really get into it. But <laughs> I'm, <laughs> but I do know fennel was one of them. <laughs> so cool. That's awesome. Um, that sounds like a lot you're growing. So you, did you find yourself eating mainly your own greens? I, yeah. Besides when you're, if you do get anything from the local farm. The only time I buy greens is when I buy spinach. Yeah. Because I, have, I haven't had any luck with spinach in Florida. Me neither. I found it really hard to grow in Florida, so I just don't even try anymore. I've had a couple moments where some plants did good, but yeah. like never enough and never for a significant amount of time. Right. Yeah. So I just, I found what does grow well, and I just yeah, kind of stick to and that, that. Yeah, that lacinato kale kills it. Killing it, Florida. man. Yeah. It, and it seems to even, like, the heat, and when you look at the plants, like, mm-hmm. warty, and that yeah. seems like it could have been, like, an adaption yeah. for some, like, the skin, you totally. know? Totally. And I've done other kales, like, you know, the purple, purple dwarf kale, and 
the Scottish. Yeah, I've blue. done other ones. They have the blue kale yeah. and whatnot. They never do as good as the lacinato, that's for sure. And I'm thinking about eating my uh, Romanesco broccoli leaves. Yeah, it totally. Mean it's a, gr- it's a you green. Can, you can yeah. make it like a color. Exactly. Yeah. I do it to my... Um, oh, it's beef. I do it to my, I eat my uh, cauliflower greens, too. I just cook them. Um, and I know collards will go into the summer for a good chunk of time. So, but, you know, you have to cook collards. Yeah. I've got some mustard greens, too, but they're yeah. so spicy. I, know. I used to love mustard greens. <laughs> those do really well here. And those will come up like weeds yeah. if you let it go to seed, too. I ate one the other yeah. day, though, and it, like, hurt my stomach. It was so spicy. Oh, I used to love it. I'm a sucker for spicy greens. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, maybe you can just kind of sum up a little bit about what you think or how gardening's contributed to your overall well-being. Yeah. Um, and kind of just talk a little bit about, like, the psychological effect that working with plants has, you know, had on you throughout your life. And, um, yeah. So plants have just had a really, like, calming effect on me. You know, you said one word you would describe me as wild. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I am kind of wild and plants keep me rooted. They keep yeah, me grounded. They definitely. keep me, you know, like patient and, mm-hmm. you know, just like learning, just like what, you know, you put so much energy into something and then the energy that you get out of it and like the pride that you're able to take and like growing and producing for yourself and knowing that you're like not totally. contributing to this you know, huge agricultural problem that we have in the world right now and getting our plants from various places and the carbon footprint involved in it and just being able to grow what you can and having that relationship Mm -hmm. with the earth, with the land, with the plants, like with nature and just being connected to it. Definitely. And it's just, it's been something that's just kept me level-headed and grounded and it's given me a passion. It's given me something to really care about. It's brought me so many amazing friends and people into my life because you'll find, you know, plant people are just, they're great people. Yesterday I traded a a box of soil for a paddle, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but people are good people and they're nice to have in your corner. And especially now with all this COVID-19 business going on, like you need to know how to grow and produce totally. for yourself. Yeah, and especially you have a lot more time being at home. Like, yeah. why not spend it in the the garden? You know, the garden. It's like the one thing you can do outside by yourself and enjoy mm-hmm. and make friends with your plants. <laughs> they're friendly people too. You yeah. know, <laughs> they need a little companionship. Yeah, and my plants definitely like reflect the state that I am in, like, if I'm in, like, a weird place, and I'm not, obviously, like, caring for my plants as much, I'm not caring for myself as much, Yeah, and my plants will reflect that, Yeah, and, like, I'm in a good space right now, and I'm putting a lot of energy into my garden, and I'm getting a lot of good things out of it, and I'm providing beauty and love and joy for other people, too, like, my neighbors all love it and enjoy it, and it's, like, coming together over, like, you know, something that you grew and just being it like I made a bunch of pesto the other day out of all this basil and arugula and like stuff that I had and it's just like so nice to make something out of something that you grew and like you put your love and energy and time into it. Absolutely. I mean and it just tastes better. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It always tastes better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's awesome. 
Well, thank you. I appreciate you spending the time to just tell us a little bit about yourself and your joy for plants. And um, I hope your story encourages other people to be outside and enjoy plants and get to know them a little bit more because what is a world without plants? Being brown, <laughs> it's a dead sorry one. So, <laughs> yeah, just spend some. I just encourage like whoever's listening to just spend more time looking at the variety of different plants around them and you know researching. I've actually been using um, for plants that I don't know. Just Google. Um, what's the Google app that has like Google Picks and you can just mm-hmm. snap a pick and you can find things that you don't know. I mean, just the internet, like, there's no excuse for not growing plants. There's so much, yeah. there's so much, so much good, you know, literature and, you know, so many awesome websites and blogs and And, podcasts. like, you don't have a, you don't have to have a lot of land. No. You can be in right downtown. I mean, you're in an urban environment. Totally. And, and I'm yeah. killing it. And in your apartment. <laughs> you, I'm just looking around your apartment right now and you have such beautiful such a good variety of plants too so God, yeah it's just good for your room. soul i mean it helps with your air quality too mm-hmm. your moods and everything so just having something living next to you totally you know? yeah cool thank you yeah Appreciate it's been my it. pleasure yeah good growing everyone thank you for joining this conversation i hope it inspires you to get out in the garden try new things and fall in love with more plants I recorded a short video tour of Corinne's home garden space. I'll attach the link to the YouTube video in the comments below. Happy growing!